This month, we're talking all about using technology as a tool for good. So I'm thrilled to have our guest, Lixie, today. She's a goal and transformation coach, and I can't wait for you to hear all of the awesome things that I learned from her in our interview. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and today we're going to be talking about how to use technology as a tool for good while we still struggle with getting distracted by our phone. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional, and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful with Media podcast. We have Lixie here today from Life with Lixie, and will you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us your story? Absolutely. So hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. So Life with Nixie is a community of driven, ambitious women who have potentially kind of fallen on hard times and aren't really living up to their full potential. And what I do is help them kind of unleash their best selves so that they can reach the goals that they set themselves and ideally get to their six figures before they turn 30, which is what I did. So I was married at a very young age. I got married at 20 and it was a terrible marriage. And I got, I was divorced by 23 and kind of hit rock bottom, was living on a sofa, was in a job that I that didn't have any kind of future. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I kind of woke up one morning and was like, is this really it? Is this how I'm going to spend the next 40 years? Um, And I took control of my life essentially and what I wanted it to look like and then built a career that I absolutely love. So I worked for a technology company in sales in my corporate life. Um, And within six years, I had quadrupled my income, hit six figures before I turned 30, bought my first property by myself. And now I want to help other women like me do the same sort of things. That is amazing. Your story should be made into a movie. It's (laughs) it's inspiring. Seriously. (laughs) One of you would play me. (laughs) (laughs) What I've learned from you and as a member of your community, you are really good at time management and productivity and cutting out things that don't matter in your life. And I feel like screens and our phones can be a huge distraction and time waster. So what boundaries have you set up that help you to, to not waste that time, to be, to be more effective with your time management? Yeah, absolutely. So I spend most of my day looking at a screen. So whether it is my work laptop screen or my phone or my iPad or the TV, although I'm really good at time management and getting all my stuff done, there are there's definitely a lot of screen time in my life that is both necessary and unnecessary. But I am very conscious of the fact that it does take over your life. And if you let it, it is very easy to get distracted by it all of the time. I am definitely not a poster child for not getting distracted by my phone. It's definitely one of my flaws. But I have started putting things in place to manage the time when I want to be focused so that it's not something that I get distracted by. So one of the easiest things that I think I've done is using the focus profiles on iPhones. I'm sure there's a similar thing you can do on Androids. I just don't use Android. Um, but on the iPhone, you can set up specific uh, focus profiles so that when you're doing different things, you can set it to allow 
notifications from different applications. So when I'm working in my corporate life, I'll only get notifications from the work apps. And then when I'm in my business, I'll turn on my coaching one and I'll only get notifications from clients and the apps that I use in my coaching. And then I've got one for sleep and personal time as well. So depending on what I'm doing throughout the day, it comes on automatically because I have I've got a very fairly rigid schedule that I like to keep to. So it comes automatically. And then I don't have to worry that I'm going to constantly get uh, Facebook notifications or WhatsApp message notifications while I'm trying to do other things. So I can get on and do the work that I need to do, which I have found invaluable. I think those profiles are really useful in cutting out the trigger for the habit of picking up our phone. So generally... Obviously, I talk a lot about a lot about, a lot about habits in Life with Lixie. And one of the, the keys of the habit cycle is the trigger point. And for most of us, that involves getting a notification on our phone because that tells us then to pick up our phone and look at whatever it is that has come up on the phone. And the next thing we know, we've spent 20 minutes scrolling through Instagram or responding to messages. And it then takes your brain roughly 20 minutes to refocus on whatever it was that you were doing previously so if you're doing creative work or project work um you get distracted by your phone let's say for let's say it's only for five minutes it then takes your brain another 20 minutes to get back into the focus of what you were doing before so if we can limit how often we're getting distracted by our phone in that sense you're not only do you save the five minutes that you were just answering the message you save the 20 minutes that you then have to spend getting refocused back on the work that you were previously doing. That is fascinating. I didn't know that about that time to refocus as well. Yeah, it's a long time. I totally agree. Those screen time focus modes are amazing. They just, they help so much. I feel the same way about them. And I also like what you said about you are in front of screens all day, that not all screen time is created equal, right? That some screen time helps us and some screen time is neutral and some screen time is negative. It's not, it's not all created equal. So let's dive into that a little bit more. How do you feel like you use screens and technology as a tool for good? So I, in my corporate life, for example, tend to work from home most of the time. So all of the work that I do is based on the laptop. So if I didn't look at the laptop, I wouldn't get any work done. But at the yeah. same time, it allows me to video call with my colleagues so that I get that kind of human interaction. So I'm staring at a screen. I am talking to people through that screen, which is it's amazing technology that we can do this. And it is where my focus is in my corporate role is around that technology, which I absolutely love. So that side of it is definitely a positive. And the fact that I can be sat in my uh, office here in Bournemouth in the UK, and I can be talking to colleagues in, so I regularly talk to people in the US. So in both Dallas and New York, um, I speak to colleagues regularly in Italy, uh, in France, and I can connect with the globe while sat here in front of this computer screen which I think is amazing and it's why I love my career so much because it's it's focused around that sort of technology. I totally agree I think this is so cool that I'm here in Utah in the US and you're in the UK and that we are connecting and I think it's really easy to bash on all of the negative sides of screens because there are there are a lot of potential negatives they can be distracting but there are so many positives that 
that like you say, there's these potential connections where as in, in a different life, we probably would have never crossed paths, but here we are connecting across the world. Exactly. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's how you use technology as a tool for good in your corporate life. Tell me a little bit more how you use it with your your own business with Life with Lixie. Yeah, perfect. So Life with Lixie is generally run from my phone and my iPad. But the majority of the community is on Instagram. I do a little bit on TikTok as well. And connecting with my clients and my audience is all done via my phone. So whether that is uploading content, responding to messages and comments, or connecting directly with clients over video call uh, or um, voice message, that's all done via the phone. And the positives of that mean that I can be in the business wherever I am. So I don't need to be sat in an office or at a desk Uh, I could be on the train and messaging my clients back, or I could be sat in a coffee shop and posting content. And the flexibility that it gives you really helps to create kind of the lifestyle that you want. And it also means that you can, you can be kind of on for your clients more easily than if you had to be kind of in an office doing it in person. So that's the positive side of, of kind of the life of Lixie Biz and the fact that you can do all of that. And I can connect with, again, I can have clients that are based anywhere in the world and I'm still here, but I can connect with them whenever I like via this tiny little box. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'm kind of in a similar position where I love that about what I do, that I can do it from anywhere. I'm curious if you have any boundaries set up. I think that's one of the the potential negative sides too, right? Like separating work from home or mm-hmm. work from personal or whatever, you know, you're that separate. How or do you have any boundaries to to separate yourself from that? Or how do you have that set up? Yeah. So the fact that I'm working kind of a full-time corporate job and running a business, if there weren't boundaries in place, I would not only would I get overwhelmed, but the the work that I do for both of those would be kind of subpar and it wouldn't be worth doing both. So I have to have really strict boundaries in place so that when I'm doing corporate work, I'm really focused on that and doing that. And then when I'm kind of out of corporate work, I can be focused on the business. So this is one of the reasons that my uh, the way I run my calendar is fairly rigid. And I, I do, essentially, I do the same things at the same time every day because it makes my life easier and it means that I know when I'm going to be um, when I'm going to be at the gym. I know when I'm going to be doing my housework. When I'm going to be doing answering client messages. When I'm going to get all of my corporate work done. And I I have kind of time blocked every day all of those different bits so that I'm focused on one thing at a time, um, which gives me the the power essentially to really kind of get deep into the thing that I'm focusing on and almost ignore everything else that's going on until I'm at like the allotted time for doing that specific thing. And again, that's where the focus profiles come in really handy because it means when I'm doing corporate work, I won't be getting messages from my clients and they'll wait until I'm on a break and can check it on my lunch break or when I've got an afternoon booked out for client meetings and that kind of thing. Like you said, I think there's a lot of power in doing the same things at the same time every day. Uh, I really love that that concept, but just simplifies our lives. So you don't have to take up so much brain space deciding what you're going to do. And you can focus more of that brain space on what you're actually doing. 
Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason that Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg always wear the same clothes every day. It's because it takes away that need to make a decision about what to wear. So if we can remove as many decisions as we can from our daily lives, it frees up kind of our decision brain power to do other things. So that's kind of the concept that I live by. I love that. Yeah. It reminds me of like, I eat the same thing for breakfast every day and it might be boring, but I don't have to think about it. I just eat my same exactly. <laughs> and if it's a if it's a nutritious breakfast that you enjoy then you know you've kind of ticked that off every day and you don't have to don't have to worry about it exactly it reminds me of what's that book the lazy genius way she talks about those similar concepts of taking that that brain power out okay let's talk about like you said you struggle i struggle we all struggle none of us are perfect in keeping our our screen time in check What's hard for you about keeping your screen time in check? So I think the biggest thing that I struggle with, and I think a lot of us struggle with, is just not having my phone in my hand. So it's I'll get up from my desk and I'll go and make a coffee and I take my phone with me. I don't know why. I don't need to, <laughs> but I do. And it's just one of those things when you're going to walk out of the house, even if you're just going for a walk around the block, I have to take my phone. And I just, it I, it's never not in my hand. When, even if I'm not looking at it, I'll have it with me. And it's definitely something that I'm getting more and more conscious of the fact that I do it. And it's just, it's a habit. It's something we've all gotten used to. And it's just the first thing that you think of doing. Um, like you get up from your chair, you pick up your phone. Um, and it's definitely something habitual that as a society, we now all do all the time. But yeah, as I said, I'm getting very conscious of the fact that I'm doing it. And I think for next quarter, I think one of my goals is definitely going to be to learn to do things without my phone even if it's just going and making a coffee and leaving it on my desk just the little just start start small and then you can work up to the bigger things I absolutely love that like you say yeah start with really small changes and I really love what you said about it. the first step is just being conscious of it just being aware because I, I think you know like you said probably all of us do that to some extent of or another, but we don't even think about it. It's just what we do. And so I really do think that's the first step in managing our screen time and using technology as a tool for good is just being conscious and aware. And that's why I've named my business Mindful with Media, because mm -hmm. mindful is to be conscious or aware. And that's that's just the first step in in the process. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely never used to notice how much I was on it. And I'd have friends that would point it out. So they'd be talking to me and I'd be on my phone and I wouldn't even notice that I was doing it. And I've got one friend who would, he would do that annoying thing where they kind of just grab it off of you so that you're not looking at your phone. And the more that he did, did that, the more conscious I became of the fact that clearly I was on my phone a lot if it meant he was grabbing it off of me. It's definitely something that I want to improve. I've had similar experiences with my kids where I'll pull out my phone for one reason or another and my son, he will, he'll comment on it. Right. He'll say like, mommy phone pocket, like put your phone away. I don't, I want you to be <laughs> with me, but that other people are noticing. And, and just that idea that I really, I want to be with the people that I'm with. And I, it's awesome that, you know, I can connect with you across the world and I can connect with people through this screen, but I don't want that to replace or become an interference with the people that I'm actually with. I want to be, I want to be where I am. Absolutely. I think one of the challenges is that we have 
we have so much content now that we can consume. And I don't just mean scrolling through social media, but podcasts and online trainings and news articles. And there's so much stuff that we have the opportunity to go and look at that I think it becomes very easy to get lost in that and not focus enough on what you're actually doing in real life. (laughs) That's so true that, you know, I'm always listening to a podcast if I'm driving somewhere or if I'm cleaning or doing dishes. And like you say, that's awesome. I love that I can multitask that way, but do I ever take time to really just be still and just be with my own thoughts? Exactly. I actually, I saved a Instagram post that I saw the other day that I thought would be perfect for this. So it's by someone called Max Legavere. And it says, stop taking your phone to the bathroom. Stop using your phone when you eat. Stop taking your phone when you have a minute or two of downtime. Allow yourself to be bored for a little. Allow yourself to sit still in nothingness. And I thought that was really powerful because I I imagine for the majority of us, we have not been bored for quite some time because there's so much that we have the opportunity to do via our phones. So yeah, I thought I would share that with you. That is a perfect quote. I love that so much. It reminds me of a, a study that I read about where they initially asked the participants, I think they offered an amount of an amount of money to shock themselves with whatever shocking thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I should look up the actual results of this. I'll I'll share the the actual link <laughs> to the study in the, the article. But basically a huge percent of them said that they would pay to not shock themselves. Mm-hmm. But then they put the participants by themselves in a room and there was nothing in there except for this, the shocking thing. And <sighs> a huge percent of them, I think it was like 15 minutes or something. And they were just supposed to sit alone with their thoughts. And a huge percent of them ended up shocking themselves because they were so bored. Isn't wow. that fascinating? <laughs> that is mad. So instead of just sitting with their thoughts, they decided to electric shock themselves and stuff. It's kind of funny. Like, Oh, I don't know. I kind of like laughed at those participants, but I'm like, that is so me. And like, Uh, I'm bored. I'm alone with my thoughts for a few seconds. And my immediate reaction is to turn to my phone. So I don't have to, to be alone. Absolutely. So I set myself for an interesting goal in last year in 2022 of, so I was conscious of the fact that I don't ever sit still. It's not in my nature to just sit and do nothing. Um, So I set myself a goal of sitting still and doing absolutely nothing, listening to no music for 30 minutes. And I hit the goal at the end of the year. But if I go back to the beginning of the year, I had to start with 30 seconds because I could not sit and do nothing for any amount of time. And now I would probably quite happily sit and do 15 or 20 minutes, but I couldn't do 30 seconds when I started. And it took me, I had to build it up really slowly. So I did 30 seconds for a while and then I built it up to a minute and then a minute and a half. And then gradually I could increase the the jumps. But yeah, to start with, it was really, it was really small because we just don't do it anymore. That that would be super interesting. I would love to to do that goal as well. And like you say, I think there's so much power in starting with really small, simple goals. Mm. That 15 seconds of just being conscious and being aware. Absolutely. Definitely start small. I'm curious what benefits you saw in your life from, from doing that with just sitting in stillness. It's a bit like meditating without the guided meditation. So you get time to kind of clear your head. It brings 
the opportunity to kind of listen to what your thoughts are saying. We have so much noise going on all the time that quite often there's things going around in our heads, but we're not really sure what's going on and it can all be quite overwhelming. But when you're sat doing not very much at all and just sort of staring off into the distance, you get kind of those thoughts come in and it helps you kind of sort through some of the things that are going on in your lives. And it also allows for uh, creativity. So if you've found yourself kind of trying to solve a problem at work or in your personal life and you just can't quite get to the answer, there are lots of studies, and I found this while I was on, while I was doing the goal, that say that you should kind of just ignore the problem, don't worry about it, go and do something quiet and let your brain kind of figure it out. Um, and I definitely noticed that that happened while I was doing this sort of thing. Um, and some of the studies say it's why you get some of your best ideas while you're in the shower, because you're not thinking directly about the problem. So yeah. that's absolutely one thing that I noticed while I was just sort of sat still doing nothing. Um, I also, it was also just really beneficial because I spend so long on various screens. It was just really nice not having all of the noise of, ev of everything going on and just spending 30 minutes sat quietly, not having to stare at a screen. Obviously, I wear glasses. My eyesight's not great at all. And sitting and staring at screens all day probably isn't great for it. Um, so, yeah, staring off into the distance helped my eyes and it stopped them feeling quite so tired. So it was definitely beneficial. I'm very glad that I, uh, that I did it. Yeah, just that your mind is capable of so much if you just block out everything else and just allow yeah. that even if it's uncomfortable right it's it's not comfortable yeah. and it definitely was uncomfortable to start with I think until I got up to being able to do sort of 15 to 20 minutes it felt really uncomfortable and then there's suddenly then there's, there's like a shift and actually you kind of get used to sitting and doing nothing and it feels quite nice and then the the from 15 minutes to 30 minutes actually wasn't that bad at all but the mm. first 15 minutes, they were really tough. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. And I think it's really interesting, I think, talking with you because you are, like I said, so good at productivity and time management and those things. And you might think that that's a waste of time, right? Like you could be, you could get so much done in those 30 minutes. That's what you might think. And that's how yeah. my brain works. If I'm not doing anything like, okay, what can I be doing to, to use this time effectively? But it's actually actually probably more effective to take that break, take that space, let your bright your brain do what it needs to do, and then you're Absolutely. probably more productive. Yeah, there's that saying, isn't there? Of you have to slow down to speed up. So mm -hmm. the idea of slowing down and letting yourself rest and all that sort of stuff is really important. So I I was listening to a podcast the other day that said for every hour of overtime that you do. It, you'd have to do two hours of normal of normal daytime work for it to count. Does that is that the right round? No, so sorry. Like, you'd have to do two hours two hours of overtime for every hour, hour of normal. Yeah, so it's two. It's a two to one ratio. So you'd have to do double the amount of overtime to match what you're doing in a normal day because your brain is tired and you're tired and you're overworking yourself and you're not as productive as you would have been if you'd finished work at a normal time gone and relaxed, had a good night's sleep, and then gone back and start again tomorrow. Wow. I believe that. I am so passionate about getting enough sleep. And I I would always do that in high school. If I hadn't finished my homework, I would just go to bed and I'll figure it out tomorrow. And it's amazing when you rest and then you try it again. It's like, why did I think this was so hard? Oh, because exactly. I was exhausted. <laughs> 
Exactly. Like I'm sure all of us have sat and tried to figure out something and it's take, we've, we've sat there till 10, 11 o'clock at night. We just can't figure it out. And then the next morning it takes you 10 minutes and it's the easiest thing ever, but because you're tired, your brain's not processing properly. You can't focus and you should, the best thing that you can do in those situations is go to bed. This is a good reminder for me. (laughs) You have anything else that you would like to share or discuss today? I guess just the fact that, so I am, I'm very productive and I'm great with time management and I will freely admit that I am terrible with my screen time. So I definitely still um, have too much of the negative screen time in my life. And I, I'm grateful that I am very productive and I still manage to get all of the stuff done that I need to. But I'm also very conscious of the fact that my screen time definitely still needs work and it's a continual process that I think I'll be working on for the rest of my life. Um, So yeah, so for anyone that's listening that kind of feels like, oh, I'm not productive and I waste too much time on my phone, we all do it. It's definitely something as a society that we are not great at. Um, But it doesn't matter, as long as you're doing the things that you need to do and that you're mindful of the fact that you kind of do get distracted by your phone, take the steps that you can to improve it and that's kind of all you can ask for. Amen. I totally agree with that, that none of us are perfect and we can, we can focus on what we are good at, that we can still be productive and be mindful of how this is impacting us and just take those teeny tiny steps to, to change and to improve. Absolutely. I have loved talking with you today. You are a fascinating person and have fascinating ideas and I love your authenticity too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Absolutely. And I'll link to your Instagram in the show notes. And so everyone can check out Lixie and Life with Lixie and come be part of that community as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I look forward to seeing everyone. I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We are the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We are in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today, and I'll see you next week.